you know, if you go through the tech hype cycle, AR was big, and then it kind of died, and then AI is now big. And then you kind of are asking, like, did Apple just bring this back from the dead? Which, and I think that's an interesting thing that people do trust Apple because they created this brand of privacy and like keeping your data. So people will be like, hey, I don't trust these other companies because their model is selling my data versus Apple's model is selling me stuff like devices. So I think people will trust that. But I also think that like eye tracking for people who are in the industry is not actually that new. Hello. And welcome to What Would Jesus Tech, a podcast where we're going to try to figure out today what just is going on in the world because everyone's talking about the Apple thing. WWJD? No. WWJT? No. People are talking about WWDC23. And so, Joel, that's the hashtag. It's WWDC. This is, this is the fact. And you love this. You're like, Andrew, let's do a podcast. So help me out. Why are you so pumped about this right now? I think, yeah, this is just one of those monumental moments that you'll look back and realize like, oh, that shifted the narrative around this product. And they've done it before. You know, they did it with the first iPhone. That was not the first smartphone. They did it with the Apple Watch. There was like, I used this Pebble Watch before that for like, because I wanted to yes, be. Yes, Pebble. Yeah. Waterloo, Y Combinator, all that. So, um they enter kind of a new vertical and they do it well enough that they can grow it. So I think that's what they got, that's going to happen here. You're putting this at the same level as like the iPhone or the iPod. You yeah, actually and- think it's going to make that much of it, not just in that vertical, but like those products, all of a sudden it's, it changed the narrative from, Hey, maybe everybody might want this. Like they, yeah. they normalized it to be, if you're cool, if you have the money, you're going to get it. Is yeah. that going to happen with this thirty six hundred dollar American? So that's like yeah. that's like the the fifteen thousand dollars Canadian or something, <laughs> you know? Well, not quite, but you get the idea. Like it's a lot of money. So I was impressed. Like I've I just watched the video because I'm like, fine, Joel. I'm like I'm not just going to read theology books all day. I'll watch this video. I'm going to check this out. I was actually taking care of my kids, but um, but I was impressed. Like they're doing three D avatars of like people they're using not facial recognition anymore they're using eye recognition they have thought through some of the security stuff um but it's it's kind of because it's just on the devices where you're looking is a very private thing i was like wow like you are bringing up a lot of ethical things of allowing a company to see everywhere you look anyways there's some cool tech it's clearly a ton of money goes into every single one of these devices that you strap around your head and it looks like let's be honest it looks like ski goggles us canadians we know this stuff it's it's (laughs) ski goggles they're they've made a ski goggle you could fit in on the slopes um and so i'm impressed by the technology i'm concerned with the impacts but we're gonna get to the concerns later I want to understand if just financially from a product, like you do this job, like your company is, is in the mix of this world. And we can't talk about your product today. Um, Cause it's not about you first of all, but second of all, you're, it's like top secret. So you haven't revealed it yet. So let's talk about this Apple product. What is it even called? AR reveal. They're calling it spatial computing. It's, They're trying like 
all these yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's the thing. It's like they believe themselves. It's the start of a new paradigm. Or Tim Cook does. He's super bullish on it. There's probably a bunch of aspects. He's like supposed to be done in a few years. So he kind of wants to leave his mark on what he's done creatively Ooh. at Apple rather than just like operationalize them to be a better financial company. So he wants his like Steve Jobs moment. So they, or he at least is pushing it to that point to come out with the Vision Pro headset is what it's called, which honestly, I didn't think that was the name they're going to go with. I thought, Vision you know, Pro. rumors were saying like it's the uh, Reality Pro or something like that. But yeah. But why Vision. does this do well where Facebook failed? Because Facebook, like we all heard the announcement However, was it two years ago? Like, we're changing our name to Meta. We're right. going to invest in the Metaverse. They're selling a product. What's different about this? Yeah, I think, okay, so marketing is often, especially by engineers, like, underlooked. And I think if you peel back the onion, it's not really marketing. It's kind of like understanding the customer and persona that you're going after. So... Apple, like you mentioned, is pricing this super high. It's actually in a similar price range to the HoloLens, to the Magic Leap, these kind of like enterprise headsets versus Meta just actually they tried to almost they, they preempted this announcement by announcing the Meta Quest 3 on Friday, which I think will come out around like $500 US. So it's about a third of the price. And, you know, they have the games angle. What Apple... You know, if you go through the tech hype cycle, AR was big and then it kind of died and then AI is now big. And then you kind of are asking, like, did Apple just bring this back from the dead? You know, are they able to to do that to a product category? And I think it's they are because they have a unique strategy. And I think like one good example is like electric cars, right? You had all these like electrics that failed and then you had Tesla who started with the Roadster, which was like super expensive, but also focused on like mm. high premium features, really fast, unique experience that a few people could invest in, like who had the money that supported the engineers and builders to like iterate and get the technology to a place where they could bring the cost down and scale it. And that's the same thing that's going to happen here. They actually have rumored another one in the works that they'll launch after this one comes out potentially. They said Q1 of 2024, the Vision Pro. And then who knows where the next one will come. But I think that will bring it down by like half the price where it's comparable to the cost of a phone. Well, and that's an interesting revenue model as well, because that's something that phones don't do that they used to do, where you'd update your phone every one or two, three years, because the improvements are so incremental. We don't see that with, you know... Uh, phones anymore, but you would definitely see huge improvements with these goggles because after it gets adopted by more people. Now, the one thing too that I, I worry about Apple is they've kind of lagged behind Amazon, Amazon Alexa and Google Home in terms of the voice commands. Like I think Apple has lagged when it comes to voice command prompts. And so the, the benefit of these Google I wanted to call it Google glasses. Um, but this vision pro, the benefit of it is the hands-free, you know, you're not sitting at a keyboard, you're, you could interact in different ways, but it's going to rely on, on audio. But then I was looking at the video and they're talking about it. Oh man, their eye tracking capabilities are wild. 
Yeah. So, so, actually, so what do you see there? So, I mean, there's definitely an ethical point of view and they said, Hey, we're focused on privacy. People are going to see what you're looking at, which I'm sure people were like, Oh my gosh, you can see what I'm looking at. That's probably the first thought. But they're going to try to keep it in the system on your head. And apparently it won't be shared to headquarters anywhere. Which, And I think that's the interesting thing that people do trust Apple because they created this brand of privacy and like keeping your data. So people will be like, hey, I don't trust these other companies because their model is selling my data versus Apple's model is selling me stuff like devices. So I Mm -hmm. think people will trust that. But I also think that like eye tracking for people who are in the industry is not actually that new. So the PlayStation VR two that came out, I guess last year, they actually do eye tracking, but the way they use it is they really render what you're looking at in high quality. And then the things around are blurred and something you can do on the PSVR is you can actually duplicate the output. So it'll go on the TV and it'll go in the headset. So me and you in a room, you'll watch a TV mm-hmm. and I'll be in the headset the person seeing the TV will know what you're looking at because the focus and the quality is there. And then everything else is blurred. So there's like a video online where one person's like, okay, what am I looking at? And the other guy's like, you're looking at that flower. And he's like, but how do you know? And it's because like when it's that close, you don't really notice the periphery as much. And then using that eye tracking, now they can bring these newer features. And I think it's that really, you know, attention to detail, the science. Actually, as you mentioned, this is the WWDC, Worldwide Developers Conference. So this was a keynote, but actually throughout the week, they have other sessions to tell developers, this is how you can develop on this new platform, the, you know, Vision OS platform. So one of the keynotes is like, how do you develop with the limit, the human limitations in mind of motion and vision and stuff like that? And it's really, I mean, as a developer, you're like, okay, good. They've taken the extra effort to really document, like, how does motion sickness happen? What do you have to do when you develop apps to not make that happen? And all of those little intricacies actually go towards, like, a very polished product. And, you know, another reason why I think they'll be successful at making this more mainstream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even some of the gestures they're talking Cause you wear these goggles and there's like six, seven, eight different cameras all looking in different directions. Some are pointed at your eyes. Some are pointed down so that when you make a subtle gesture with your hand, that is inputted into the, the display. And I thought that was like, oh, there, it's almost leapfrogging a generation of products. Like we talked about on the last episode of Thalmic Labs and like the wristband. Yeah. It's kind of funny that Thalmic Labs, um, and like most people probably haven't heard of them, but they, in tech circles and Kitchener Waterloo, especially, we heard about them. And yeah, you know, that bracelet that would track those muscles so that, okay, now you're, there's input that's registered through the muscles, not as accurate. But then they moved into Google Glass or they met, went into a Google Glass competitor and they put it on market and it, it flopped. But this is different because I think it's, it's way more high end. Like I think that's, and they partnered with a company. You can wear these goggles and still have, um, you know, if you normally wear glasses, you can still wear this. They have like this whole surround sound feel to the sound that's going into it. And yeah, there's a lot of interesting concepts with it but like do you see any use cases that are actually interesting like functional use cases i see 
entertainment. I see this. Like, what are the use cases that um, you saw them talk about in the keynote today? Yeah, so I think they did spend a lot of time talking about like the personal kind of use cases, like personal computer use cases. Like you're sitting at your home and they have that new feature called eyesight where someone can see where your eyes are. And it looked kind of creepy. I didn't know how I liked it. Um, Well, just for people who didn't watch it, it's a pretty interesting feature so that if you're there on your, you got the goggles on, you're caught up in a video game or show, someone walks into the room, it will recognize that someone's walked into the room, turn on a display of your eyes, and it will show that other person walking into the game, so to speak, like her, or just off screen from the game. So yeah, yeah, there's, it's, it's supposed to, it's supposed to alleviate the concerns of it being awkward to wear them. Yeah. And I think, I mean, just these two points and I'll get your question around, like, what are the applications? So yeah, like that, another thoughtful consideration where it's like, you don't feel isolated because when you do wear headsets, you feel like you don't have an awareness around you, spatial awareness. So that feeling of like, Hey, the outside world can kind of mesh is Mm -hmm. a differentiator. I think it's really huge. And then for the people who aren't, in your headset, they can be like, okay, I know he is like looking at something that's blurred or he can see me. He's looking and he can see through the ones right now. So, you know, that's, it's actually smart. It does look a little weird, but maybe we'll get adjusted. And the other interesting thing they talked about is they have a chip called the R1 to make sure the sensor data comes really fast with like 12 milliseconds between the sensor to your eyes. So you can kind of coordinate with that. Although some of the videos looked, there's like a subtle lag still. So we'll see how that plays out in real life. But that's another big differentiator is like, if you can really feel like you're not putting something in front of you and blocking yourself off in the world, like that's our end goal is really like glasses, like literal glasses, Mm -hmm. you know, but we're not there yet. Um, So I think this is definitely a good touching uh, starting point, but to your point of like, what are the real use cases? I think they spent like a few seconds talking about other people making apps on the Vision Pro. And let's say you're, you know, a mechanic and you're trying to fix a car or you want to do this on your own car. And there's a manual, there's a YouTube video. And you're like, okay, I got to like mm. pull up my phone. I got to like watch what he's doing. And then I got to like put it down and take like two pieces of in my hand, like a wrench and a screwdriver and like try and do this. And I'm like, oh, am I doing it right? Is this the one? And you got to like keep going back and forth. It's those situations where it actually is game changing. It'll allow you to do the job way faster, way more accurately. You can kind of like even narrate, scrub back. And it's just like, it's a game changer. So I think really, and this is where the other headset manufacturers like Magic Leap are focused. It's on these enterprise use cases like, surgery right you're like doing a surgery you can see things overlaid like those medical applications um so there's a lot of those applications where i would expect this to take off first but what they've done interestingly is they're also trying to get like the interested person who's like i want to just try this new tech like i want to try yeah, this new yeah. watch so they'll get a broader you know sample size of data on like how this product is doing for their next one yeah, it's uh there's just something eerie about it 
like this idea of, oh, don't worry, you're not isolated, just strap on the goggles and you'll be connected. And in the same way that like grandmas across the world are lamenting online recipes, websites, right? Like grandmas across the world, they just want that phone call and like, how did mm. how do I make your pancakes, grandma? Yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. they don't get that anymore. And so now I worry about the grandfather engineers, mechanics that aren't going to get the phone calls from their grandsons and their sons saying, Hey, how do I fix that in my car? Right. Um, cause it's just easier and easier now with these sorts of things to do that. Um, yeah, you don't need to come over to my house to help me with it. I'll just throw on this Oculus, whatever I'll throw on this vision pro from Apple. And, uh, and I, I think that's, that's, that's one of the things that I can imagine. Like, we already live in a society where we all look at each other and we're like, please put your phone down. Like we feel it. There's a visceral reaction when someone picks up their phone while you're talking. It's like, Oh, you know, it feels terrible. How much worse is it going to be when someone's just like looking at you literally through another piece of technology? Like how rude you know, like this is just, it's, and like, you're like, well, people take time to adopt. Fundamentally, when we were born, you know what we looked for? Every single human, human being when they were born, the, the look of a human eyeball, just looking back. They've studied this. This is in Andy Crouch's book that the first human quest is recognition, right? We were made to gaze into each other's eyes. We need that. All right. And so to put obstruct that view is to deteriorate from what we were meant to be as humans. And I am concerned, Joel, <laughs> I am yeah, concerned I mean, about this. So this is probably the, a good aspect to talk about. Like, I think there should be concerns. And I think like Apple, one thing they do well is I do think about these concerns. I would say like, this isn't meant to be a product that you're wearing when your baby comes out for the first time you know? no 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 you know what they said you know what they said in the keynote they showed a picture of dude dad cool tech dude dad oh right, right watching his kids play with i assume they're his children whatever maybe not i don't know creepy dad with a headset on no but like he's he's watching these kids blow bubbles and he's got the headset on so that he can record the memory in okay, full like virtual computer. reality. And then you can relive it later, of course, in full like 3D, right? And it'll be, a, it'll, and they, they really played up this like, they know from our activity on Apple devices that we love looking at old pictures, right? They yeah. know Facebook did well with that. You know, all, all these apps are cycling your memories. Um, of, of old pictures. Cause they know we love that nostalgia and we like to think positively about old thoughts and remember it better than it perhaps was. And all this kind of psychology that goes on with why we do this, but just think about what is happening. We don't want to experience the real world. We want it to be mediated and then played back later. Like something's wrong there. I just, it's so cringe to me to think sure, that you're I mean- going to put that on like like i with my kids i do not like to have my phone out all the time recording them there's something wrong with the parent who does that they're they're abusing their kid by posting everything about their kid online that needs to stop and there's going to be parents who make it worse by pointing 3d interactions with my child online like we need to have some policies and some things against this anyways this is late i'm getting all riled up um (laughs) 
No, sorry, I think, and sorry, then, Joel. It's coming from, obviously, it's coming from a good place that, you know, Andrew's hot take. And I think, like, when we had camcorders, like, they were way bulkier. You'd have the dad with the camcorder recording her, his uh, daughter's yeah, three-year-old first steps, birthday. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. And, I, and I think, like, I think if you're using it in the right way with any type of tech, you know, it can become too much. But if you use it tastefully, it's like, yeah, that's, like, really nice memory. I appreciate that we have this like experience we can go back to. But what I'm interested in is like, you know, what are the other, let's say Christian implications here? You know, like mm-hmm. obviously for me, I still haven't been to Israel. I would love to put on this headset and like, just go there and like, actually like walk the streets and like really immerse myself on like the sermon of the Mount and stuff like that. So I think that's like been mentioned before in our episode about the morality of the metaverse but like, what are other people saying? Like you mentioned, there are some interesting tweets that people were posting on, on, on Christian Twitter. I just had fun scrolling through and seeing different people tweet. So like Tony Ranky was like from the iPod to the iPhone, to the AirPods, to VR, you know what it is? Stages in physical isolation, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's what it is. And then. I like Austin Gravely. He's like, okay, not a good look. iOS 17 is the first time I've been hyped for an iOS update in years. Live transcription for voicemail and audio message are one of those quality of life updates that aren't impressive in themselves, but we'll appreciate in dang time. Okay. Anyways, so he's, he's a Christian dude too. John Dyer. I just love his like, I see the wire dot, dot, dot. Like, obviously it's not wireless. There is a question of whether or not this headset these goggles, this virtual reality kit that you wear would be wireless, but there's a wire attached to it for the battery pack, right? Yeah. 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 For the battery pack. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is the tech isn't there, right? It's like, it'd be great to have better battery technology. Um, and they did that, like they said, so you don't have this like strain on your neck from this heavy pack. Um, but now you have this kind of like tug through the wire if, if you catch it at a wrong angle. So Yeah. The, uh, there's one Christian guy on Twitter and I've gotten to know him a little bit cause we joined a discord group together. He's Theo futurist and he has some hot takes all the time. And he retweeted someone saying that he thinks this other person is massively, massively right. When everyone around you is, is betting on the trend, tripling down, step back, ask yourself, um, if we can ever continue going vertical uninterrupted and, Basically, the argument is that, like, while this technology is incredibly impressive, it's kind of programming our senses. It's like, let's put the experience straight into my veins rather than experiencing it. And so this sense of, like, if you could, you know, instead of going to a basketball playoff game and experiencing the hype of that playoff game with your friends. Instead of that, you were to just put these, if you were to just inject something into your veins, that would give you the same sense. There would be, you, you would be like, no, I choose to go in person. And it's like, but if you get it into your veins, you won't get your shoes dirty because you go to a stadium, your shoes are going to get dirty. The floors are gross there. Right. But like, you would say, no, 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 I am, I am going to be willing to sacrifice some uncomfortability for the sake of what matters and what matters is in-person physicality. And so I think that is the Christian argument. I think, I think God chose to be born in a manger. 
right? That God was not bothered with getting dirty. Yeah. You know, I I love when Tim Keller describes the God of Scripture compared to the other God. This is our very first episode that we talked about this actually, but like that that God got dirt under his fingernails when he formed Adam and Eve. Like that's the portrayal of God in the Christian religion that is not true of other religions where it's just a Pandora's box, a random chance things, a God's at war, and then this is the outcome. It's like, no, like God was intimately involved. And um, yeah, I think, I think there's something missing in the view of reality that's not physical and dirty. Um, you know, the, the toilet bowl look of Apple, the clean toilet bowl look, that's what they go for. All their white polish, it looks like a toilet bowl that's perfectly cleaned, right? And that's that's what the aesthetic is that Apple goes for. But I think there's something wrong there. I think there is something that's important with the dirtiness and physicality of this world yeah, that Christians Christian support. Yeah, and I think even uh, you know if you're looking at like sci-fi, the Ready Player One world, it's like there is like this like reality which is like dirty and then that kind of ends up becoming like oh it's cool to go to a basketball game and get that feeling of like stepping on beer laden floors because it's like you feel the experience of the real world so i think you know i think people will still want that but there is definitely like with all of these technologies like ar ai robotics you know things we're all talking about there's definitely this trend towards like transhumanism and stuff like that which i think definitely is something to be wary of. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, that's probably like the, the key thing to contemplate is like, as we adopt these technologies for good purposes, you know, to allow us to be more efficient or get things done better or um, enjoy life better. We have to weigh the risks and like, use it in a educated way. And it's just like the crazy thing is all of these are going to be hitting us so fast. So we, yeah, we really mm -hmm. do need to, we need to put out some literature or something so that people can really like, no, no, no. There's lots of literature out there. The, the problem is the thing that you said, we need to contemplate, you know, how hard that is when we are distracting ourselves to death. That is 2023 and it's only accelerating. We find a way to be on our phones all the time, right? And so now if it's as easy as putting on glasses and having the ease of watching a video, oh yeah, I didn't have to get my hands dirty even cuz I'm just there I'm just always wearing them like like I just think of the toil, the toll that this will take on people. It is toil. It is it is what God said that cursed is the ground because of our sin. Like there is a cursed nature to humanity that we distract ourselves from. And if we're honest, the world is not what these tech evangelists describe it as. That's what they describe it as in the rich mm. suburban aspects. And they're selling products to rich people who don't have to deal with who actually builds this product, right? Like who, like, let's think about the individual human beings that are part of the process of the fabric and the silicon and the glass that is manufactured and turned into this Vision Pro product, right? Like, what are they going through? Are they buying this product? No, because they don't have that 
those resources. And I think if we're just honest about reality, reality is filled with sin. Even in North America, it's filled with sin, even with our extravagant luxuries. And we're just distracting ourselves to death. And so my plea to humanity would be to contemplate, would be to yeah, think more. and I think more. it's worth it. I think, you know, like the argument is that like, and this is one of the arguments at least, is like, okay, like definitely this elite people have this new technology, but then eventually like that ends up giving access to others as like technology gets more scaled and more cheaper. And now like, you know, the whole continent of Africa doesn't need to install landlines. They just go wireless. Right. And they like, kind of like leap that technology. That right. Right. We shouldn't stop innovating just because innovating innovation has costs and it's not wrong to build products for rich people. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And I think, yeah, your, your point on like contemplation is like, yeah, that's a key. It's a key thing. So I mean, this is fresh. This is hot takes. This just came out. So, we And I almost done. hesitated to say yes to recording this because there's a nature of hot takes that do not sit well over time. And so this probably won't be a normal feature of this podcast is to do hot takes. But I think we, we do need to think about, would Jesus, you know, be hyped about something like this? Would he get mm. caught up in it? Or would he be more chill and kind of wait? And I don't, I don't think Jesus was on the cusp of innovation. Not that it's wrong to be, but but I think he was just like, oh, who's my neighbor? How can I love them? You know, who who wh- where is my calling in life that God has me? And and caring about those things rather than getting too caught up in listening to your fifth or seventh or twentieth podcast or YouTube video that's talking about this product. Like maybe we just need to chill a bit and get back to the day to day. Um, and maybe like, I don't know, like actually send a note to your brother who hasn't heard from you in months and be like, Hey, how's it going? Or like call up your mother and say, Hey, haven't talked in a little bit. Let's chat. Maybe we should like walk outside, you know, touch grass is, is the thing, but we should actually touch grass. Like people use that as a meme. I would love if people took it seriously and they literally touched grass more often. Um, call me crazy, but like. We yeah, need, we need to physicality, physicality. Anyways, let's, let's wrap it up here. This has been a fun off the cuff episode. Yeah. We reserve the right to um, change our minds on this Apple. I, I'm barely learning the name vision pro. Um, yeah. So you can tell how, how nuanced my take is at this point. Yeah. We're going to see thing, I, how I, things yeah. go. Like be encouraged. Like Andrew said, like touch grass and like be mindful about things. And also be encouraged to think about how we could use technology to reach others and share the gospel. hundred percent. This could yeah. be used for good. We could we could listen to the Sermon on the Mount virtually, and that would be epic. Joel, don't get me wrong, man. There's, no, know, there's applications for this that are totally great, and and I just think there's there's reasons to be cautious. So we'll we'll okay. leave it there. We'll leave it there. Hey. You send us your feedback. Are you pumped about this? Are you scared of it? Um, should we should we do a full episode on this in more detail? Who knows? Um, send us your messages. Curious to hear what you think. Um, you can email us, um, whatwouldjesustech at gmail.com. Uh, you can contact us through our website, whatwouldjesustech.com. Um, and yeah, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. You can hit us up there as well. Thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Andrew. And I'm Joel. Talk soon. Talk soon. Take care, guys. Encouraging you to use tech, find rest, and glorify God. Bye, guys.